Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. I see the fog lifting. Those words are indelibly burned in my memory. I see the fog lifting. Toward the close of today's devotion, I'll share with you when I heard them. But let me say at the outset, I hate fog. I can pretty much weather any form of weather, but I hate the fog. Now, some would say, Pastor, if you understood the fog, you would not feel that way about it. They say fog is merely a cloud which has come in contact with the ground. Yes, but I say the fog is off limits on the ground. Just go on up to 50,000 feet if you like, Mr. Cloud, but stay away from the road, the bridges, the rooftops. Blind some eagle in search of the heights, but for us poor landbound creatures, stay away, Mr. Fog. And they say, well, you fail to understand that fog forms when the air is supersaturated with moisture, meaning that it can no longer hold moisture in the form of a vapor. So the moisture becomes a fine mist of water droplets, to which I say, either evaporate or rain. But don't just hang around in the atmosphere, obscuring vision. But you see, I hate the fog for another reason. In Scripture, sunny days and rainy days are depicted as blessings. But the fog? Paul said in one translation, our vision is hindered. We don't see things clearly. It's like we are squinting in a fog, peering through the mist. Squinting in a fog. It speaks of the days that we can't see clearly, when our minds and spirits are confused and clouded. We don't understand what is happening, and we grow weary, tentative, uncertain, and our hearts get heavy our spirits grow dry, our bodies and minds grow fatigued. Carl Sandburg once wrote, the fog comes in on little cat's paws. It waits and looks over harbor and city on silent haunches and then moves on. And that's what we want, for the fog to simply move on. Welcome to our daily devotion This week, I'm exploring things that I see on the horizon. I see the fog lifting. Someone coined an acronym for spiritual fog, F-O-G, forgetting our God. How true. I read of an Irish airport that had many flight delays, cancellations due to the heavy fog that rolled in from the sea. They upgraded their satellite tracking systems, and now the planes can be brought to the runway by autopilot. That's what we need sometimes. We need help from above. Well, that's what we need all the time. This week, I'm looking ahead and just sharing what I see coming to this world for believers. We are begotten to a better hope, a hope not of this world. So no matter how confusing this world looks, our eyes are above. They are above the horizon on the King of Kings, 
I see the fog lifting. There was a day when David, that man after God's own heart, had left God out of the equation. For how long is hard to say, but for a while. It was once a frequent refrain in David's life. In 1 Samuel, we read, David inquired of the Lord. The first time he faced the Philistines, David inquired of the Lord. When he felt small against the enemy, David inquired of the Lord. Later in 2 Samuel, when the Amalekites attacked him, David inquired of the Lord. After Saul died and he needed wisdom, David inquired of the Lord. When crowned as king, David inquired of the Lord. Do you notice a similarity here? When attacked again by the Philistines, David inquired of the Lord. It just seems that early in David's life, God's number was on speed dial. But for seven lonely chapters in 1 Samuel, David just did it by himself. I guess he inquired of himself, not of God, that he trusted in his own mind. And remember, fog comes, forgetting our God. That arrived on the scene. Those isolated from God are easy prey to the enemy. As surely as the prodigal came to himself in a pig pen and David came to himself at Ziklag, he recognized the Father's absence. You see, when we forget our God, when we tolerate that fog around us, the fog of forgetfulness, the enemy gets to write the end of our story. We factor God out of the equation. We let the enemy pick up the pen and start writing. It is said that on the evening of June 18, 1815, a man stood in the tower of England's Winchester Cathedral, gazing anxiously out to the sea. At last, he found what he was looking for, a ship sending a signal by use of lights. He strained to see the message. All of England held her breath with him, wanting to know the outcome of the war between their military leader, the British Duke of Wellington, and the French dictator Napoleon Bonaparte. Bonaparte had once ruled all of continental Europe. England remained a threat, and now the decisive Battle of Waterloo had been fought. And so the watchman stands in the tower of Winchester Cathedral. He's waiting to relay the news that would determine England's future. But as is so often the case in England, a heavy fog came rolling in. He, he could make out the first two words, Wellington defeated. The man began to signal to the other stations, and the news spread across the countryside, bringing great gloom and sadness. But he didn't realize it was only a partial message. The fog had obscured the full message. It was just a few moments later. The fog lifted a bit, and he could see the full message being signaled. Wellington defeated the enemy. When the fog lifts, the author and finisher of our faith picks up the pen. He writes the end of the story. And in the end, he wins, and we win. I see David at Ziklag, his beloved Abigail, has been taken from him. Abigail means joy. His joy was gone. His possessions seized by the enemy. His mighty men talk of killing him. 
And then David realized, I've let the fog slip in on cat's feet. I've allowed myself to forget God. With trembling hand, perhaps, he motions for someone to draw near. Get me a biathar. And when the priest comes, David says, the ephod, I, I need that ephod, that garment of praise. I've got to get off this old cloak of conceit. I've got to shed this skin of self-sufficiency. I need to relinquish my hold on the threads of intellect and intelligence. This garment of heaviness must be cast off. There is a God, and I'm not God. And we read in 1 Samuel 30 and 8, we read words we haven't read in a long time. David inquired of the Lord. Why not trust God again? If we're confused, talk to him. If we're challenged, reach out to him. Why don't we take off the garment of heaviness and put on the garment of praise and come boldly before the throne of grace? Go to God. Don't forget God. Remember him. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Draw strength from him. Don't make the mistake of Florence Chadwick. It was in the year of 1952 she attempted to swim the chilly ocean waters between Catalina Island and the California shore. She swam through foggy weather, choppy seas for 15 hours. Her muscles began to cramp and her resolve weakened. She begged to be taken out of the water, but her mother, riding in a boat alongside, urged her, don't give up, Florence, don't give up. She kept trying but grew exhausted and stopped swimming. And finally, helpers lifted her out of the water and into the boat. They paddled along for a few minutes. Then the mist broke, and she discovered that the shore was less than a half mile away. Florence said later in the news conference, all I could see was the fog. I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. Take a long look at the shore that awaits you. Don't be fooled by the fog of forgetfulness and confusion. The finish may be only a few strokes away. God may be at this very moment lifting his hand to signal to the angels to grab the trumpet. Angels may be assembling, saints gathering, demons trembling. Stay at it. Stay in the water. Stay in the race. Stay in the fight. Give grace one more try. Trials, adversity, persecution. Three Hebrew boys in a fiery furnace. Daniel in the lion's den. Joseph in a pit. Hezekiah dying. Job grieving. Elijah crying. Oh, these are our heroes of the faith. We can look at our surroundings and say, God has forgotten me and get discouraged. We are tempted to say in the fog, he's left me, he's forsaken me. But we should be cautious in rendering such a judgment. He doesn't operate according to our time frame. He operates on his own time according to his own will and counsel. We may feel defeated, but God is working the greatest victory in our favor. We may feel depleted without resources, but God has blessings prepared for us that are beyond our imagination. 
By the way, do you remember that story of Florence Chadwick who attempted to swim the 26 miles between Southern California and Catalina Island? Fog got in her way. Two months later, she tried again. The same thick fog set in. But this time, this time she succeeded. How? She said, I kept an image of the shore in my mind. I won't forget what the destination looks like. I remembered something recently. I remembered a prophecy given in a church where I was a teen. It was my wife's uncle who spoke these words. People have been praying for revival. He stood in the midst of the congregation and said, I see the fog is lifting. I see a ship filled with promises entering the harbor. You have been praying and you have been waiting on me. But now your prayers are answered. When I look into these last days, I see God doing amazing things. Yes, there is darkness. Yes, there is confusion. Yes, there is angst and anxiety. But I can see the fog is lifting because people are no longer forgetting our God. They are remembering him and putting him first. I see the fog lifting over you, over your family. And answered prayers are coming. They're making their way to you at the speed of light. Why not open up your heart and open up your mouth and say, I too can see the fog lifting. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.